Okay. So I'm really going to try 15 minutes. That's my goal. Starting from the beginning of Friday's Chita. So we just finished the situation with the snakes, the plague of the snakes, the cure of the snakes. The Jews travel on. They travel to Avos. And it says that they traveled from Avos and they camped in the wastelands, Avarim passages, the wasteland passages in the desert, facing Mayav, east of the sun. Rashi says Ie, the word E, the Sherish E, is something desolate, something swept away. Avarim, these are the passages. Rashi, Rashi says, this is a passage for those that are crossing into the land of Canaan. And Rashi says, those is a passage through crossing Mount Nevo, Har Nevo. So what Rashi is basically explaining is, the Jews are now not at Har Nevo. The Jews are crossing the passages that then lead to Har Nevo, that then crossing Har Nevo, Har Nevo itself becomes a passage entering into the land of Canaan and also separating the land of Mayav from the land to the north of it, which is the Amoraim. In other words, right now, the Jews are to the east of Israel. They had to travel around the land of Edom, Esau, because he would not let them in. North of that is the land of Mayav, as Rashi will soon explain to us. They had to travel around the land of Mayav, because they would also not let us in. We were not allowed to start up with them. And now, still east of Eretz Yisrael, is the land of Amoiri, like Bichon Melchai wrote, the Moiri, and the land of Bashan, like Oig Melchabashan. These are two lands, Amoiri and then further north, Bashan, that are both east of the Yardim, but both are going to become part of Eretz Yisrael because the Jews are going to conquer them now. Alpne Moiv mi Mizrach Hashemesh. Mi normally means from, which would mean Maya from the east. But that doesn't make any sense because the Jews are traveling from west to east. So Rashi says here the Mem means toward, toward the east. Which would mean, in other words, generically east of this land. And then they kept traveling. They traveled in the Nachal Zared, the Valley of Zared. And then they kept traveling. And they traveled from opposite Arnoin, which is the Midbar, which is the northern boundary of Amairi. And Arnon, the Pasuk explains, is the boundary between Mayav and the Amairim. So Mayav, we said it was Edom that they traveled around, north of that Mayav that they traveled around. Now they're north of Mayav, right on the border between Mayav and Amairi, and as Rashi is going to explain, they really were already on the Amairi side of the border because Mayav wouldn't let us step foot there. So Migvul Amairi, Rashi explains Migvul means the edge of the boundary, meaning Migvul, you could mean you think they're inside the boundary, or it could be the whole land, the Gvul, the whole land. 
uh, here means literally the boundary itself because they literally were right at the edge but on the Emoiri territory because Maya wouldn't let us step on their territory. And this is what Rashi is explaining in the next Rashi, Me'ever Arnon, opposite Arnon, that they circled the whole southern and eastern territory of Moyev until they got to the other side to Arnon, inside the Moyev territory, north of Moyev. Hayyotse Mikvul HaMoyev, extending from the Moyev boundary. So Rashi explains that there was a strip of land extending from the Emoiri boundary, belonging to the Emoirim, which means therefore the Jews could stand on that territory, inside the boundary of Moiv until Arnon. I mean, if you can envision the picture, you have the Moivi territory and about a certain percentage of the way into the territory of Moiv is the Arnon River and Arnon, capital. And the Amorim are north of this. But, like the eastern half of Mayav, the northeastern corner of Mayav was captured by the Amorim. So why is this significant to us? Because the Jews aren't going to step foot on Mayav. But they could be in this land now because the land doesn't belong to the Mayavim anymore. The Amorim captured it. So therefore, Rosh is explaining when it says, it extended from the Amairi border, that we have this land, this strip of land, the northeastern corner of Mayav that had been conquered by the Amairim. And really, they extended all the way until Arnon. Arnon is the capital. But the Jews could be in Arnon, but not in the land of Mayav, because that was already be. Well, Arnon was really like the borderlands. They really couldn't be in Arnon. But they were right north of it and not in the land of Mayav because the Amorim captured it. So the Pasuk goes on to say, Ki Arnon Gavon Mayav. Arnon is the border of Mayav. And as we said, the Moabim did not let us go into their land, which isn't said very clearly in the Chumash, but later in the Navi it says, Moshe is alluding to it and says, well, the Mo'avim treated me like the Bnei Esav treated me. And we know the Bnei Esav, Edom, did not let us travel. And similarly, Mo'av also. Now, in Pasuk Yudalid, it says something very mysterious, very beautiful, as explained in Rashi. Therefore, it will be said in the book of the wars of Hashem, as vahev basufa v'shanachalim arnon. As vahev, he gave basufa, like the Yamsuf, and the valleys of Arnon. The Rashi says, al Omar, concerning this will be told, concerning this camping, that something very special, very special miracle happened here. It will be told, the Sefer Muhammad Hashem, in the book of the wars of Hashem, when, it doesn't mean literally a book here, it means the telling. When the Jews will tell the miracles performed to our ancestors, we will talk about this miracle. As Vahev, the Rashi holds that no Hebrew words start with the Vav besides Vav, book, which looks like a Vav. And therefore, he transposes the Vav, and he said the Vav here is like a Yud, Yahev, which means to give. Saying Hashem gave us miracles. He gave us miracles by Sufa. He gave us miracles by the Yamsuf. Of course, we know the tremendous miracles of Kriyas Yamsuf. And he also gave us miracles in these valleys of Arnon. 
So the same way Rashi says in Vesahanacholim Arnon, the same way we talk about the miracles of the Yamsuf, we should talk about the miracles of the Valley of Arnon. What were the miracles? So the next Pasuk said, the Eshet Hanacholim and the spillage in the valleys, Asher Natalashavas Ar, when it turned to dwell at Ar, it leaned on the border of Mayav. So what is this spillage? What happened was, and I'll try to say this briefly because it's late, but it's a very fascinating concept. What happened is the Jews are traveling, crossing into now the Amori territory. They circled around Mayav, and now they're going into the Amori territory because Hashem never said we can't step on Amori land. Now the Amori see were coming. I mean, they knew we were coming, and they had hatred of the Jews. So they thought when the Jews go through these passages, it'll be a perfect opportunity for us to kill them. Because the Jews, there's these, it's a very high cliff with a deep, narrow valley. So the Jews are going to pass through the valley, and we are going to be in the caves and the cliffs, and we'll kill them. We'll throw stones on them, we'll shoot arrows on them, and we'll kill them. That will be our Baruch to the Jews. Now, these caves were on the Moyev side of the mountain, and that's where the Amorim hid. Right opposite, so close that Rashi says that a man could stand on one and talk to his friend on the other side, the valley was that narrow, there's the other side of the mountains. And the other side of the mountains have projections coming out of it. So we have on the southern side of the valley, mountains with cavities, with caves. On the, that's on the Moyev side of the mountains. On the Amori side of the mountains, we have the same mountains with projections. The projection could fit neatly into the cave, but of course there's this little narrow valley in between. And the Jews are going to walk through that valley, and this is when the Amori are planning on slaughtering them. Before the Jews walk through, the mountains on the Amori side started trembling. They're like, oh, my mistress is coming. Because even though Amori is on the other side of the Yardin, but eventually the land of the Amori, right? Those lands became part of Eretz Yisrael. We conquered them. So the Amori land is already sort of feeling her mistress, her master is coming when the Jews are about to enter the valley. So they start trembling and reach forward as if to greet the Jewish people. When the projections from the mountains on the north side enter into the caves of the mountains across that little narrow valley on the south side, the projections squash all the Amari people that are inside ready to kill us. And then the mountains went back and the Jews passed through innocently unaware of this tremendous miracle Hashem just made for them. So therefore, in the next postdoc, it says, and from there to the well, and we're discussing this well. Why are we discussing the well? And we're now about to sing a shear to the well. So I suddenly the well. We've had this well for 40 years. Because Hashem now is going to use the well to inform the Jews of what happened. So Rashi, Misham Be'er, explains that Hashem says, I made such a tremendous name that my children aren't even aware of it. So what am I going to do? So after the mountains returned to their place, the well went through these caves and brought down to the valley where the Jews are traveling 
all the blood, the arms, the limbs, and the juice gone. They found what had happened. So now they're singing Shira. So really, of course, it's a Shira Shasha for the tremendous miracle, but it becomes really the Shira becomes a Shira to the air, to the well, that inform them of the miracle. And really, at this point, let's acknowledge the well that's been with us for 40 years and is really special. We have Pasuk Yezayin, Yechash, Yetas, and Chas, these four psukim, which is the rest of Shechitas, in which we praise the well. So in Pasuk Yezayin, we begin the Shira, Alid, the air, Enula, arise, well, sink to it. Arise, meaning arise from within the valley and lift up what you brought, all the limbs and body parts to let us know this. And Rashi explains, how, how does he know this? How do we know the well was the one that did this? Because why suddenly now are we singing Shira to this well? Obviously, we just had this whole miracle, and then suddenly we're singing Shira to the well. So the well is obviously this player in the miracle. The well didn't cause the miracle. Hashem obviously had the mountain with the projections penetrate the mountain with the caves. But the well informed us. The next passage says, the well dug by the princes, the nobles of the nation excavated it, the lawgiver with their staffs, and from the wilderness a gift. And Rashi says, what do we mean by the well dug by princes? Who are the princes? The princes are Moshe and Aharon. We're talking here with their Mish'anosam, with their Mata, they created this well. Umi Midbar, and from the desert, Nitnalahem, it was given to them as this gift. Meaning the Pasuk says, Umi Midbar Matana, we're not looking at Matana as like a name of the place, like from Midbar to Matana, but in the Midbar it was given to them this gift of the well. The next Pasuk says, Umi Matana Nachliel, Nachliel Bamos, which seems to be saying places from Matana to Nachlil and from Nachlil to Bamos. And Rashi says, translate this as the Targum, as Onkelis translates it. And he's not translating it as names of places, but rather as things. So Matana is the gift. The gift is the well. My Matana Nachlil, Onkelis says Nachlil means it's a legacy. The gift became the legacy from the legacy to these high places. And the next Fasuk, and from the heights, the bumos, to the guy, to the valley, as we were just explaining, right? In the field of Maya, at the top of the peak, overlooking the wasteland. So that was, again, the Be'er that went from the heights of those mountains down to the valley, showing us all those body parts. Why are we bringing in that it's in the field of Maya? because that's where Maisha passed away, and when Maisha passed away, the well stopped. And as I mentioned before, that even though originally the well was in the Zuchus of Miriam, but it came back in the merit of Maisha and lasted until Maisha passed away, and then once he passed away, it stopped completely. So at this point, obviously, we're, we're going ahead, because... Until now, in the in the psukim, we were talking about the miracles that happened just now, and now we're jumping ahead until the very end of the well's relationship to us. 
which is the passing of Maisha when the well stops functioning. And then Rashi gives a different way of understanding this. And it says, when we go back, going back three Pesukim, Karuha Nadive Ha'am, the nobles excavated her. Rashi says that means the Nesim of each tribe, because each tribe once, where is this the heir, each, each Nazi took his mata, took his staff, and drew like a marking from the heir to his camp, and the well water followed that path made by his mark, and thus each David had their own piece of the well, so to speak, giving water to them individually. The Mechoikek, the lawgiver, is Maisha, who's called the lawgiver. But that's the only, we see allusions to Maisha, but Maisha's name is not explicitly mentioned because he ultimately, of course, was punished and was not able to go into Israel because of the mice of the well that we've learned earlier. And Rashi says, if Maisha is not mentioned, Hashem's name is also not in the Shira because Hashem says, if he's not around, he's not invited, I'm not invited either. And then just the last three Rashis, Rosha Piska, which Uncle translates as the top of the height. The Piska is this high point. And Nishkafa Pnehayashimon overlooking these wastelands, that peak we're talking about here. So this peak here is facing this point called Yashima. Yashima means a desolate place. We have this peak overlooking this desolate place called Yashima. Or a, a drash on this, that the well is seen from the desolate place, meaning it says that after the well no longer gave water, she was hidden in the Sea of Tveria. It says if someone's standing on a desolate place, meaning if someone's standing above the sea, they can look down in the Sea of Tveria, and it says you can sort of see a sea in the sea, and that is the, the air. And that is today's Homeshita. Good Shabbos.